My name is Doug Osana. I'm with Keller Williams Realty and the Jason Gorman Real Estate team. Today, we're going to be going over six questions you should ask yourself before you buy a home. So first of all, this is going to be Minnesota specific. I'm going to bring up specific topics like down payment programs are only for Minnesota. The reason being, I'm a licensed realtor here in Minnesota and specifically Woodbury and the surrounding areas. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first question you should ask yourself is, how is your financial health? Uh, you need to be prepared for both the purchase and the ongoing expenses of a home. Uh, typically, I would follow just these quick couple steps. I would look at your savings, right? Now, typically, uh, I would recommend don't, don't even consider buying a home before you have an emergency savings account with three to six months of living expenses. Uh, that being, uh, when you buy a home, there's going to be upfront costs and you need money put away not only for those costs, but also for your emergency fund in case anything happens. Uh, you're going to have to review your spending. Uh, you need to know exactly how much you're spending every month and where it's going. Uh, this calculation will just tell you how much you can allocate to a mortgage payment, right? Because lenders uh, typically prefer to limit housing expenses, which is going to be your principal. Uh, your interest, taxes, and homeowners insurance to about 30% of borrowers' monthly gross income. Though this figure can vary widely depending on a local real estate market. And then uh, checking how your credit is, right? Generally, to qualify for a home loan, you'll need good credit, a history of paying your bills on time, and a maximum debt-to-income ratio of 43%. Now, what debt-to-income ratio is, is... From your take home, which is typically monthly, uh, what percentage of that is being used towards debt payments, right? If you make $5,000 a month, right, and you have a $2,000 car payment, your debt to income ratio is 40%. Now, just to touch back on um, saying that you typically shouldn't buy a home before you have a bunch of money saved up. Now, Minnesota specifically has, has some awesome programs that makes that statement simply not true, right? With uh, Minnesota housing, you have startup and step up. I believe with startup, you only need a thousand dollars down and you get up to $17,000 on down payment assistance. So there are uh, local grants that help with upfront fees, right? Uh, certain city or counties might have down payment assistance programs. And when you do decide to move forward with the buying process, you should for sure uh, select a couple cities, see what county they're in and see what programs are offered just to see uh, whether or not that could best help you, right? Now, the second question you should be asking yourself is uh, which type of home will best suit your needs? right? Are you going to need a traditional single family home because maybe you need the space? Are you going to want to be a savvy investor and try to house hack with a duplex or multifamily? Do you not want to deal with the upkeep and the stairs and opt towards a one level town home? Do you want the city, the city living, but the benefits of homeownership, you might want to consider a condominium or cooperative, right? Now, each option has pros or cons, and depending on what your goals are, you need to decide which type of property will help you reach those goals, right? And then one quick thing I was going to touch on is the uh, fixture-uppers. So what a fixture-upper is, obviously, it's just uh, a house that needs work. 
Uh, you can save on the purchase price in any of these categories if you choose a fixer upper, but I'm just trying to warn you, uh, the amount of time uh, put into a fixer upper is a lot. Do you have that time for the sweat equity, right? Do you have the money? Do you want to deal with the hassle of turning a fixer upper into your dream home? Just uh, please educate yourself. Uh, maybe talk to a general contractor or two just so you best uh, know what you are looking for moving into this process. Now, the third question is, which specific home features do you want? Now, while it's good to have some flexibility, this is gonna be perhaps the biggest purchase of your life. And really, being a home buyer, you deserve to have that purchase fit both your needs and wants as closely as possible, right? So really what I want you to do right now is if you have it available, take a piece of paper and just write down your basic desires in a home. What neighborhood do you want? What characteristics of the neighborhood do you want? Do you want you no know, parks? Do you want uh, your HOA to maybe have a pool? Uh, what size home are you looking for? Beds, baths? And then you can write this list and really crunch it down to the smaller details. Like what bathroom layout do you want? Uh, do you want a kitchen with stainless steel appliances? Do you want an island? right and certainly looking at real estate websites can help you get a sense of pricing and availability of properties and what features are offered at that price point feel free to use my website doug.twincitiesareahomelistings.com just to get a sense of what's out there right and with that first um, with scanning uh, you should also ask yourself the fourth question, which is how much of a mortgage do you qualify for, right? Before you start shopping on websites, it's important to get an idea of how much a lender can give you to purchase your first home, right? And now you might think you can afford a $300,000 home because you filled out an online calculator, but in reality, you know, lenders might think you're only good for $220,000 based on uh external factors like how much other debt do you have, monthly income, how long you've been at your job. And uh, just in addition, many real estate agents won't want to spend too much time talking with you unless you have a general estimate of how much you can afford to spend. That being, if you were to for say approach me, a realtor, and you wanted to ask all these questions about homes at the $300,000 price point, but once we decide to move forward with the process, we find out you can only afford up to 250. Well, then everything I've told you is then not true. And we have to redo all of our research, right? So it's really, it's, it's important to get just a general sense of what you can afford in a home, right? So that you don't waste your time, right? I and mean, you need to be looking at things you can afford. And uh, just one thing on the mortgage side, I would consider getting pre-approved for a loan, right? And the reason for it is you can shop around interest rates and getting pre-approved, it's not a commitment to buying a home, it's just locking an interest rate. And if interest rates go up, it's great. If they go down, you can just uh, unlock it and lock at the lower rate. Now, I would speak to a lender. I don't know if you have one in mind. If you don't, and you can ask me and I'll hook you up with a good lender. But um, just consider getting pre-approved, lock that rate in, see how much you can afford. And then the reason being it's so important is that uh, if you want to place an offer on a home really suddenly, uh, sellers will only entertain offers that have a mortgage pre-approval letter. So that's just putting you in the best position to make an offer as fast as you can and also the best offer you can if you decide to go down that route. And the fifth question is, how much of a home can you actually afford? 
right? Just because the bank will give you $300,000 doesn't mean you want to pay uh, the costs associated with a $300,000 house, right? Uh, one term that's typically used, you've probably heard it before, is house poor. And that's when many first-time home buyers make the mistake of just buying what the bank said that you give them. And then they have so little left over after their monthly mortgage payment that they can't cover other costs like clothing, vacations, entertainment, and sometimes even food, right? And in deciding how big of a loan to actually take, you want to look at a house's total cost. So once you have your pre-approval and your pre-qualification, you know what you want, and you start looking at homes, just look at the property taxes and how they are in your chosen neighborhood, how much homeowner's insurance is going to be, is there an HOA fee, is there pending assessments, uh, how much are you, how much typically do you uh, pay to maintain a home, like, you know, gas, electricity, water, right? So you just want to make sure that you're making the best decision financially for yourself. And uh, house shopping with a smaller budget than you're approved for it will make your financial life more flexible, but it also can help you in a competitive housing market. And the reason being, right now we are still in a seller's market and demand is still outpacing supply and prices are still appreciating. I believe it was about around uh, six or 7% uh, last month. And that means that if you find your dream home shopping on a smaller budget, you have more wiggle room if it ends up in a bidding war. Uh, and that way you'll have a competitive advantage compared to if you could only make an offer at asking. And then the sixth question is deciding who's going to guide you through this important process, right? A real estate agent's going to help you locate homes that your needs that are in your price range. They're going to meet with you and show you those homes. And once you've chosen a home to buy, they're going to assist you in the negotiations, uh, all the paperwork, such as making an offer, getting a loan. Uh, just making sure that it's completed correctly and up to state standards. And then a good real estate agent is going to protect you from any pitfalls that you might encounter during the process. One thing I will say is most agents receive a commission that's paid from the seller's proceeds. So typically you pay the agent none or very little to act on your behalf. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook, Facebook, you can follow my Facebook page, Doug Osana-Realtor, but I will see everyone for the next episode where we will go more into the uh, mortgage pre-approval side, and I will have a lender come on and speak about that. Now, just a disclaimer, I am not a lender, I'm not a financial advisor, I am not an attorney, so please take the things you've heard and really try to use them to your advantage, but also... Speak to a professional. If you have a question related to uh, you know, mortgages, speak to a lender. If you have a really critical financial question, speak to an accountant or a financial advisor. Just please do what's best for you. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And until the next episode.